bitches. Before we get diving into the podcast, Kayla and I have some really exciting news for you. Hell yeah. We are doing our first ever collaboration on an event. Ah, we've never done it. It's been like two years. So this is exciting. Yep. And we're talking about all of the like need to know things that will enhance or get you re-motivated to move forward in your journey. What are we calling it? Trust the universe, trust yourself. Learn how to, through your intuition, build confidence in yourself and your manifestations. Fuck yeah. And it's going to be a three-hour event on Sunday, May 22nd from 1 to 4 Mountain Standard Time. Is it Mountain Standard? Is yeah, that that's what we're are? right. I think that's I'm where we're Central, at, yeah. I think I'm in Central Standard Time. But anyway, yeah, we're in- five, my time, 1 to 4 Kayla's time. We're pretty excited about it. We'll leave all of the information in our little show notes. So we really hope you're able to join us. bitches and welcome to the sassy spiritual bitches podcast hello hello what is up my friends we are here for another fucking week and oh my god what a week it's been it's been a long motherfucking week i feel like you and i are kind of always like slightly opposite when i'm having a real funk you're like things are good and then when i'm like you're in a funk i'm like things are good but good that's how that's good we can carry each other through a storm (laughs) yes that's what it's called balance yes yeah Yeah. and things have been pretty okay for me it's just like it's because it's finally spring here which is insane because it's like may it's early may and uh but today it's kind of cloudy and when it's cloudy I'm always just kind of like very even. I never really wake up. I never really come to life. I'm kind of just like, bleh. Oops. It's funny because I always get like on really sunny days, I turn into a sloth. So, so weird. It, it's so strange how I get anything done down here. But are you a, are you a can, are you cancer rising? Mm-hmm. So I sometimes wonder, like, it's not the same, but like, cause I'm an Aries. I sometimes wonder if like that sun just gives me life, but you're a Leo. You think the sun would like really give you life. Well, yeah. Leo's ruled by the sun. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh. isn't cancer ruled by the moon? Like I have yeah. my risings. Ru- they kind of have both. The- yeah. And then Interesting. my girl. who rules Aquarius? Your Uranus. Huh? Uranus. Yeah. That's one of my favorite planets. I don't know why it's just so weird and I like it. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was always Uranus growing up. Mm-hmm. And like, when did it turn into Uranus? Everyone calls it Uranus now. Yeah, I don't know. But I like, I feel, I don't know what you're supposed to call it. So I just call it both. But I think like people were like, Uranus, like your ass. And they're like, that's inappropriate to teach fucking two-year-olds in science class or sorry, grade twos in science class. So yeah, I don't, what, what do you call it? Well, I, I always called it Uranus. And then, because that's how I was taught in school. Yeah. But let's not forget, I'm very old. So that's how I was taught too. And then I guess, I don't, I don't ever really talk about the planets that often. So I don't usually say it, but 
I might slip I up and say Uranus because that's just all I hear when I watch my astrology videos. Right. Yeah. You know, I would be curious. I guess you'd have to go back and see how they pronounce that God's name in Greek mythology to know the proper pronunciation. It's probably not either of those things. <laughs> that's what I was like, say. like a very Greek accent, but mm-hmm. is it Greek or Rome? I was, I always blend the two. I don't know. I think it's I think Greek lots mythology. of the planets are named after no, it's Greek. Yeah. Cause Neptune was a Greek God. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure like Mercury Galileo was a, yeah. Galileo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then Greek. And yeah. then in Rome, it's like Jupiter would be Zeus Roman mythology or Caesar. Yeah. And, uh, or Julius Caesar, whatever the fuck, you know, who I'm talking Neptune about. would have been P- Poseidon. Yeah. Poseidon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're figuring things out. Or maybe relevant. We could very well have that backwards. Maybe Neptune was Roman and Poseidon was Greek. Fuck, I don't know. I have to Google it. We must clarify this because I can't just go on without knowing now. Oh my God. Now I'm like, now I seriously don't know. Mercury. Wasn't he with Yeah, so Greek... Greece is like Zeus and Poseidon and Hades. And then Rome was Jupiter, Neptune. Oh, okay. Rome. So the planets are Romans. Yes. Because they roam around the... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's good shit. No? Oh. But now I'll never forget. Now I will never forget because of that anecdote. So I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. They roam around. Now now you know. So we need to figure out how you pronounce Uranus in a Roman accent to correctly understand how to pronounce it. Yes. I think the stories sort of bleed in together, though, because I have a, oh, no, I have a Greek mythology book, but it uses both titles. It uses Rome. Rome and Greek. Hmm. They're Obviously, they're the same people, just different names, you know? So yeah. what the fuck does it matter? It's the same archetype, different name. Yeah. I always have been so fascinated. Like, who hasn't been fascinated with Greek and Roman mythology? It's just like, ah, it's so interesting. Who are you most interested in? Like, who's the character that makes you go, hmm... Like in the past, I've always liked Neptune and Poseidon. Like I've just been like so fascinated by that. Even just the name. I really I love enjoy. the name Poseidon. I think that's so fucking badass. Yeah. And just like the energy that it gives me, the planet and the person I really enjoy. Um, and then as an adult, somebody that's confusing to me and intriguing is Artemis. Like, why is she the protector of animals? But she's also the hunter. Like, I'm just like, what? I'm just curious about her. I don't know anything about her. Well, she's randomly appeared for me uh, lately. So I'm just kind of like, like, what are you doing here? Like, so you be, yeah, we'll figure it out. I guess as we go. Yeah. What about you? Did anyone sort of pop out to you back in? Oh, Medusa. Oh yes. Medusa. Of course. Medusa and Hades. Those are like the two coolest people to me. Yeah. I'm like, you can turn people to stone and you have snakes in your hair. You're the best. 
That's true. She was very captivating to me, especially because when you actually read her story, it's like very confusing that she's like seen as evil because she was basically like trying to just protect herself. And you're like, what? So yeah, Medusa always I found interesting too. Um, because it didn't make sense to me, I guess, the story. <laughs> and then my sister really likes the Hades and Persephone duo. Persephone is cool. Yeah, Persephone is cool. And my sister's very connected to her. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can totally see that. Yeah. But if you gave me the choice, if I'd rather chit chat with Persephone or Hades, it'll always be Hades. Oh, for sure. Like, I just think he's fucking cool. Yeah. Hades. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, I, I was trying to like connect the dots. I'm like, where do these elements connect to our astrology chart? And it's very, for me, it's, not anything special anyway <laughs> so it must just be the actual like personifications that are interesting to us indeed well that's cool yeah I just like I'm doing that walk on the wild side course right now so like I'm just like right in it with these some of these archetypes and I'm just like loving every minute of it because I'm telling you if you fucking summon those people they will come and like properly summon them and ask them for assistance. Like, yeah. damn, they will show up. And it's really been so cool because yeah. I, I would try to offer something that like, maybe I'm going to learn from or grow from as well. And like, yeah, this has been super cool already. And I'm only on week two. So Love it. Love. I wish I could have taken it, but I'm actually doing a whole week on connecting with deity and how to tell Ooh. when deity's talking to you and shit like that in the awakening course. Oh my God. That's cool. And well, it's been coming up lots for me for whatever reason like with my clients and stuff or whatever people are just randomly asking me questions and I'm like okay clearly this needs to be part of the authentic awakening so I'm shifting some stuff oh that's cool and I'm like ooh, this needs to go here instead of here (laughs) I'm like restructuring everything as I go I you know mine's kind of well I left it kind of open like I had like the general gist of what we would cover Mm -hmm. but then like I could tell people, and I prefer this too. Like I like to kind of see the map of where we're going. So I created, I actually like wrote the whole schedule out and I'm like, all right, hopefully this is how the energy flows, but I think we'll just adapt as needed. Oh, excuse me. If we need to. Yeah, exactly. Like it's all about shifting and jumping, like, and it depends how, who's in what program, like our, like my ego course or program, um, I've already flipped weeks for a couple things. I'm like, Ooh, we're going to dive in to this earlier and this we're still going to cover, but it's going to be a little bit later. Um, because as a collective group, we need this now versus this, like, it's just so cool to see how the personalities in the course correspond yeah. to everything. Like, I just fucking love it. I know. I am just like, I really love this course. I am like, and I, I don't know, I'm really just digging it. Like, and I, I feel like yours sound amazing and like, yeah, go us. Like, go, go us. Go yeah, us. I know. I'm like, I was so disappointed. I'm like, fuck, I can't take Kayla's. I'm too busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to run it again because yeah. I am just like, like, because what my intention was with the course is like, I just wanted to be the go between. Like, I really want the goddesses to be the teachers. I just want to be like the facilitator almost, you know what I mean? So like with that intention being held, it's like, I'm just learning so much too. And like, I have to, and it's your shadow, like the goddess that would be the most closely resembled to your shadow. And you have to like, 
you know how you like hate your own shadow you're like fuck you bitch you're a piece of trash and then like it's like this goddess comes and stands behind that shadow aspect or beside it and it's like can you tell me that I'm a piece of trash because like we're one and the same here or we have very similar energies so like she comes in and like shows you your potential so of course my goddess is like kind of like showing up and she's like are you gonna do the work and I'm like ah I guess so I don't I don't understand you at all (laughs) which one is yours spoiler alert I got a Lakshmi who's like the Lakshmi yeah 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 oh I have I have a oh I didn't bring her with me but I had her on an altar for a long time and the goddess of abundance like she's fucking badass I love her yeah I'm like oh god what do you want from me I can totally see that that would be your shadow too oh my god it makes total sense (laughs) Well, fuck, tell me about her after the recording. Oh my God, that's so funny. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. So, but she's like so like intelligent and like patient. Like I can just see her like in my mind's eye right now. She's like, kind of like, she's just standing there making her presence known and she's not going to like beg me to come over there, but Mm -hmm. she's like, I'm not going to like go anywhere. Yeah. She's like, not going to kiss your ass. Yeah. You want to come to this mine and tell me how great I am. I might pretty help much. you out. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. That's fine. And there's some, another girl in the group who got her and I'm like, Oh, thank God you can teach me what she's teaching you, <laughs> but I am <laughs> going to do my own meditations. It's just, I haven't done it for week one because I've already done what I did for week one, like a million times. So starting this week, I got to get into it. Love it. Love yeah. It. It's, it's super cool. I'm loving it. Anyway, what the fuck is this podcast even about? <laughs> oh my God, I don't know. We got on a tangent. Surprise to fucking prize. Yeah. Oh. yeah for sure. Today, we're going to talk about emotional damage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're going to talk about, um, what, what, did, what was the wording we used? What was the language? Emotional, we were talking about an emotional distance. Distance, that's it. Not damage, distance. Yeah. Emotional distance. Distance. Oh God. Like, are we like, are, yeah. Like, are we really the gurus that should be talking about this? I don't fucking think so because well, I personally am a culprit of emotional distance. I think we can speak on it because we're so good at the emotional distance. That's true. And I'm going to be like, my throat chakra has been just like yelling at me for a while. So I'm going to be just like, I'm going to be honest. I can do this just generally. I don't have any. Yeah. Like that's like an emotion. That's an exact emotional distance thing where it's like, ah, you'll, you'll fucking like, I don't, I hate lying and I'm the worst liar. So you'll always see it coming from 10 miles away. So I don't really lie, but I will withhold information and I will just like skirt around things and like deflect when I don't want people like in my, in my emotional aura. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But I love it it's yeah but it's not it definitely it has it's like it's such a protection mechanism that has absolutely no positive repercussions like doing that doesn't have any silver lining it's all just negative like very true it's very true yeah so why do we do it then pardon me I said so why do we do it then it's like I was talking to Amy who I'm sure, I hope, I don't know if she's listening, but Amy, just love you. Um, so I get Amy and we were talking about intimacy and I was just like, I am so bad at that. Like 
I don't want people to be close to me and it's fucking annoying. And I don't know why I do it. Like, what's your claim to fame with emotional distance? I almost forgot the word again. Emotional distance. <laughs> Just giving emotional damage. Um, I don't really know if I, if I have... It's just kind of like, this is going to sound like I'm such a bad person, but it's so fucking tedious to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, <sighs> you know, I'm like, oh, to explain how I feel. Oh my God. Like, it's just easier to be by myself and then I don't have to worry about it. Totally. I don't have to deal with others' emotions. And I think like something else, like something that, it just pops in about that. And again, Amy and I were talking about this too, but like when, so I think that's really difficult for star seeds that have come from a higher consciousness, however you want to define that. But like in those places, everything's communicated telepathically or like through just pushing people, like you, you just can give people your basket of emotions and they understand it like instantly instead of you having to explain it. And then people can only understand it through language and language is really not sufficient to describe anything. And like, even when I do readings, and I'm sure you'll agree, you'll give, you know, the guides will give you a word and it can seem like very harsh because of the way that we judge language or it has connotations. And I have to constantly clarify that. Like, I have to say this particular word, like, let's say victimization. Nobody wants to be told that they play the victim, but there is no other word to describe that. And I'm like, I don't see it that way. It's harsher than it has to be, but it's the only word that def- like by definition explains that emotion. So I think sometimes we just like feel like me anyway, I just sometimes feel like so fucking misunderstood. Like, that's why I'm just like, why even bother? Or people interrupt you or speak over you. And you're like, like, why do I even bother? Right? Yeah. And it's because it's really not our native language, right? And everyone listening to this, you, I'm sure that you're a higher conscious being who can relate. <laughs> so yeah. it's not just Randy and I, it's like all of us. It'd be so much easier if I could just go like, oh my God, just feel what I'm feeling. So you get it. And I don't have to try and describe it because that's exhausting. I know. And why do you think it's exhausting? Like where, where does your like, like exhaustion rationalization come from? Do you think? I think it's just like the, again, it's that trying to put into words and then everyone's just based on their own right. perceptions, right? So, I mean, you could never fully describe how you're feeling to someone because they're taking the words and judging what they felt before. So if they've never hundred percent felt it, it'll be like, well, that must be close to this, which I felt mm-hmm. at this point, you know? So in a way, it still comes down to like being misunderstood in a way, like in a roundabout like way. Yeah. And then when I think about your past lives too, I don't know. Sometimes I can't tell if you wanted to be isolated or if you just liked it (laughs) or you just ended up there. But I I think I just ended up there so much that I'm just like, oh, well, this is okay. It's like a, it's like it's, you're used to it now. It's comfortable. Like Stockholm syndrome for past yeah. lives. <laughs> oh. Probably, yeah. Oh, God. And like talking about this, I can just hear my ego like just like screeching in the background. I've decided to 
at the advice of a friend, like name my ego something stupid. So her name's Martha. Sorry if anyone out there is named Martha, but it's an old lady name that seems like someone who would nag. So anytime like my, sorry, sorry, Martha, if you're listening. I love that. But like anytime that like my (laughs) ego gets really out of control, I'm just like, shut the fuck up, Martha. Like no one cares what you have to say. We're living our life over here and you're not invited to the party because of your shitty attitude. I'm surprised you didn't call it cares me out of it. And Martha's just coming in, like, we're not talking about emotions today, you little bitch. Oh my I'm God. like, get out of here. Go fucking bake some cookies or something. Like, <laughs> put that on a shirt. Go bake some cookies or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Fucking emotional depth. I'm really <laughs> working on it, but it's deeply uncomfortable. It is deeply uncomfortable. Well, you know what this, I mean, it is, but it, but it isn't, I don't know. I'm in a weird camp with this Mm. because I'm okay with like other people's emotions and helping them sort through them. Yes. You have this deep ability to hold space for that. It's crazy. But when it comes to myself, it's almost like and the, and the more I get into it, the more I, I have a hard time with it. It's just, it's almost like it's two, three D for me. Mm. And I, and I lose my patience with it. And I think that's partially my read. And I, I got a reading from Kirsten the other day mm. and she was like, yeah, you just, you live in the five D and you have a hard time when the three D comes a knock. And, mm. and mm-hmm. so I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> you know, like it's just, I'm just like. Yeah. And I believe that. I, I was thinking about like some of the readings I've done for you too. And like, I can't really remember, but didn't one time I tell you that you're just like, you got this like open, this open channel where like most of your energy is spent like on the other side of that veil. Yeah. And then it's like pulling that information down for people. So yeah, like you literally have kind of like a dual life. And then when I read like my, my, like that piece of my record, like one of the things that, so I don't always struggle with like everything 3d because I'm also like an embodier, like I meant, and lots of people are this. So when in doubt, you may, you were kind of a leader, you may be an embodier. So you're meant to go out and like kill it in this physical incarnation and then Mm -hmm. role model to other people, their maximum potential. So like a lot of like what I do so I love to like play around with earthly things but feelings is not one of them <laughs> feelings is not one of them oh, I love it <laughs> but yeah. except for good except for good feelings bad feelings but, can fuck off what's the difference though <laughs> exactly it's like a paradox that's really for cut of the same cloth they're like on the opposite sides of the pole but they're the same thing yeah. Why do I, why do I struggle with emotions? I feel like I'm just going to be completely honest. I can't control them. And I have learned very recently. I am a control freak. I think it's like partly that I ended up being born with a Virgo moon and a Capricorn rising energy. Like they're very like, like, Ooh, I got to control this and analyze it to dead and conquer it. And like, I can't control my feelings. So I just want to destroy them 
but you can't. So that's how my life's going right now. Indeed. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It happens. Yeah. But I've learned to just like ride the wave. It's not nearly as bad or scary as it looks when it's coming at you. True. I don't know. Like, let me ask you this. When was the last time? Well, you're, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to ask. What was the last, or when was the last time where you just like completely gave in and like gave up and let yourself feel the feelings? Like all the way through, like, just was like, oh my God. Is there more to that definition? Because I would argue that maybe I've never, like I've let myself sit in my feelings, but I will always have some sort of controller trying to come in and like make it stop or like over like rationalize it. But that's it. That's I feel like it lately, like, especially in the winter, like February, I like couldn't control it. Like it was just like, it just like overcame me and like swept me. So I still was like trying to fight the tide, but it was like, at some point you just gotta let it go. Cause like you can't stop it. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's been times like when I was younger where I let it, you know, kind of wash over. But I always get to the same point and then it's like numbness kicks in and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't want this. And then I just straight up like just numb out and I'm like, eh, it'll pass. And that's, How... that's as far as I get. You know what? And it's a shitty thing to say, but like I somehow skated through a giant portion of my life without feeling like really significantly painful things. Like, it's not that I haven't cried or been hurt, but like, for example, like relationships seem to be something that's extremely painful for people. I've only been in two and one of them was painful, but it was in this like slow, abusive, like deprecating way that it never all happened at once. Right. So like, I slowly was like, kind of being more and more hurt less and less of myself so then when everything finally ended or came to it's like you know climax and then I was like fucking relieved I like shed five tears and like moved on with my life and then the second relationship I've ever been in I'm still in it so Mm. and then you know death has never been something that's like even when I was a kid like it's almost like you could feel it like someone would die and you'd be like they don't feel gone to me like I don't I'm not sad. I can still feel them. You know, it doesn't feel like the end, you know, you can sort of feel into that. Yeah. So death never really bothered me. I haven't lost anybody super significant yet. (laughs) Just like people you would expect to pass away, like your grandparents, you know? Um, So yeah, I, this winter was welcome to the depth of despair and was like, wow, this is ugly. And I fucking hated it. And I hope I don't feel it again for a long time. But yeah, I don't know. I somehow like escaped some of that shit in this life. And I don't know how, but I also can be like blissfully unaware. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think we can I can be really aware, but then I can like tune it out and then like tune back in. And I'm like, oh shit, this is bad. And then I did numb out. I fucking numbed out hard after that really deep depth. So 
I like literally just came back from that numbness, like probably like a month ago. So I hear you. That's not really that fun either. (laughs) No, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. You want to like numb out the pain, but then you also like numb out all the joy and you're like, well, fuck, like what, what Mm -hmm. what am I even doing? Like, what's the point of this? I don't really get it. Yeah. Yeah. I was the same way. Like I remember as a kid, like again, grandparents died and it wasn't like my grandma Lydia, like we spent the summers at her cabin, like all fucking summer lived out there. And so when she passed, it was the same thing. It was like, it didn't feel like she was gone. Mm -hmm. And I remember she was cremated. So we had her urn. And I took it out of my parents' bedroom, set a t- like, cause everyone was over, of course, for supper and, you know, whatever. And I like set a spot for her cause I didn't get it. And I like put her urn there and I was like, what? And it upset people and they were like crying and mad and like, get her out of here and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? Like, I just was like, That's what so is your funny. problem? Now I know why. Like I felt it. Uh, I think I was eight. Oh yeah. That's cute. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But like, I get now why I got that she was still mm-hmm. there, but nobody else got, it. you know, I'm like, yeah, for sure. Now that I know I'm a medium, I'm like, oh, cause she wasn't gone to me. Like I, I would have conversations with her all the time. That's cool. But then your parents tell you it's just in your head. It's okay. It's imagination. And I'm like, nah, bitch, like she's right there. That's crazy. That's so cool. You know, but then you lose it. Yeah you know, it kind of gets pushed down and then you're like, oh, it's just my imagination. So then everything else is your imagination too. That's so devastating. I have this friend, this is a little bit off topic, but it fits really nicely here. Um, So they're married or whatever. And her husband's mom died quite young. Like he would have been like 20. And I think his mom was kind of like the saving grace of the family. And everybody sort of just like fell apart after her death because she had like three boys and they were all quite young when she passed. So then they get married and, you know, 10 years later, they have a a son and he's super gifted, like super gifted. And he used to like pick up her picture and like talk to her photo all the time. And apparently she never, ever wanted to be called grandma. So he called her Nana and like no one fucking taught him that. And he would like walk around with her picture, like Nana said this and Nana said that. And like, yeah, like how would he ever have known that was his Nana? Like he started all of that dialogue, not the other way around. So it's pretty cool that he like got to see her and she was like around for them when he, well, he's still a kid and I'm sure he can still see her. So I thought that was so cool. That is, awesome. And you know, people would pull out like another picture, not the one he'd carry around and be like, Nana, like, you know, and he never met her, which I think is awesome. That's so cool. <sighs> kids are, kids are cool. I don't want any personally, but <laughs> they're still cool to behold. Agreed. Uh, agreed. That's so funny. Yeah. Fucking emotional so- distance. So like what, like how do, how do we like deal with our emotional distance and like pushing people away and anything in life I think it's a conscious choice to just change it yeah I mean until it's routine it's gonna feel really uncomfortable and foreign yeah so I'm sure I've told this story but like 
Mm, was it last summer? No, summer before. So like two summers ago, or maybe it was last summer. Fuck, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Time is weird. Who even knows? Yeah, I know. Time is weird, especially right now. But whatever. Anyway, so like my heart chakra finally opened. Like I actually felt what that felt like, and I was like, oh my god, this is this is terrible. And it wasn't even anything. I just felt like that it was open. And I was like, this is what people feel all the time. Like they just like feel things. It was like the most shocking thing to me, but it was a conscious choice that I right. like practiced. Um, now I like, let's be honest, that bitch is shut all the time, but you know, like it's, I'm practicing whatever, but it, I was like, this is too much work. Totally. I know. I, I think it's a conscious choice, definitely. And then like, you have to, I don't know, like honesty has come up a lot or like, you just have to say it and be that vulnerability, like yeah. with people. Cause I mean, let's be real. Why do we have emotional distance? It's to separate ourselves from that connection to others, right. To isolate ourselves so that we can't get hurt. So emotional distance has literally everything to do with other people as well <laughs> like that connection to others you know like and just being our real and authentic self and like being honest about it and then if they don't fucking like you they're not your fucking people and I think sometimes people like including myself I'll get stunted at that like I'll go out with friends who are maybe more like surface level friends and then I feel the need to like very much police myself to like not go there and be like the real weirdo that I am. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so that's an emotional distance mechanism, right? But then it's like, it's because I think that fundamentally, if I showed up as the real me, people wouldn't like it. But if you just went a little bit farther in that logic or rationalization to say, well, if they don't like me as I am, then they're really not my friends. Like there's gotta be better people out there for me, but they're never going to find me if I'm muting myself all the time Mm -hmm. or keeping that distance because they're connected to like my external avatar that I show up as in the public world. And that might not be what resonates with them. They're looking for like the real me. So it's like, we just stop our rationalizations like a little bit too soon, I think. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with so that. you just have to like rationalize it into one more what if and you get the kind of sweet spot I think I I think it's like I have no problems when I get to that point um like being vulnerable and telling it like it is but it's just it's the my thing is finding those people because I'll be like right. I'm my weirdo self you don't like it okay bye-bye then and I'm like I don't need anything else that's where I go wrong yeah I don't look for it right that makes sense but I don't see and this is this is how sad I am you guys this is how much of a sad sad person I am I don't know how to look for it mm. like where do you go <laughs> I'm asking for those of us who like really don't know like where do you look for it like that authentic connection well that well people with like-minded people in order to make those connections with well I feel like now that we're in this like woo-woo land it's a little bit more difficult but like 
whenever I, whenever I moved somewhere new and was looking to make like real connections, cause I was often always in university and didn't always like click with other like university, like dweebs. So no, I mean, like, I'm just saying I was also a dweeb, but like, I didn't always want to hang out and study. So I would usually get a job. Like I would very specifically like roam around the town and I wouldn't know anybody. I'd go to the mall. I'd go to the coffee shops. I go to restaurants and I would like bop around until I found a place where I was like, the people here are cool. The vibe here is cool. And then I would apply for a job there. And then like, because you spend so much fucking time with these people, you naturally, they realize you're new to town. They invite you out, you make friends. So, and then sometimes I would just like, I love music and concerts. I'd be like, do you want to go to a concert? And like, I'd be like, I'll buy your ticket. And then some nice things would go like that. So like, yeah, that's what I did. But like now in the spiritual community, it's not as easy to find us because we're all like kind of hiding, (laughs) you know? Yeah. We're all, we're all dealing with our own fucking shadow shit. Yeah. So I don't know, like metaphysical shops, um, like, and then, oh, when I was in Colorado, I couldn't work because I was Canadian. Right. So I went on like a shit ton of like volunteer stuff, but like volunteer stuff that was like cool. Like um, there was a volunteer, and this is how I made my first friends in Colorado. It was like a hike to like, you went up the side of the mountain and they were like going to preserve, um, there's like a little tiny stream that like fish would travel and spawn in, but like Colorado is very dry. So they were going for like restoration of that stream and you like I don't know I went on that and it was a bunch of like outdoorsy like hippie people and a bunch of other people that were new trying to meet other people so I found my first friends there I went on a weird ski like a a snowboarding trip um to the mountains with a bunch of people I didn't know because there was like you know people that don't drive they would (laughs) they would have like a bus of like people and they drive you to the mountains and drive out so I it's like weird shit like that like you gotta like get real uncomfortable and like pick something that you that your people might be a part of and sometimes mm-hmm. they're there and sometimes they're not interesting but that was my strategy for finding connection and I've made some like lifelong connections they like, still some of my greatest friends were on those weird adventures and then I remember I got this job at West 49 um because I really love like <sighs> I don't know, just like the more edgy you are, like probably the more I am interested I am. Like if you got a fucking nose ring and some tattoos and you like metal music, like call me. So um, <laughs> so I went to West 49 naturally because that's where all those people were. And there was this guy there and fuck, he was so hot. And he ended up being my roommate like a, like a few years later, but he looked great. Like he, he was such a nice guy, but like I wasn't really into his personality. So when he was my roommate, we were strictly just <laughs> It's, oh my but, god you're funny yeah oh he's so attractive he still is attractive but he has personality it's just very like he looks badass but he's like very gentle and like oh like throw me around <laughs> so yeah that's funny good times good times indeed that's so cute but like you just have to be the real you and it's like has there ever well I guess this question might not apply to you because I think we're also opposites in this department. But like I was going to ask, has there ever been a time where you've just been like completely in awe or like like loved yourself and you were just like completely authentic 
in every scenario. But I feel like, of course, you've probably always been like that because that's like what you teach. Well, I mean, to a degree, I mean, I think as much as I could be as a teenager, mm-hmm. but all teenagers have that sense of like insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. Because everything's new and you're like, I don't know, is a boy going to like me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Lame, 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 you know, but um, for the most part, I would say I was pretty authentic all throughout high school and I kind of lost that in my mid twenties mm-hmm. because I, I learned what the real world was. Yes. And then that whole, like, I'd say 28 to 36, 37, that decade. Nope. Wasn't, wasn't at all authentic. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I paid for it. I learned my lesson though. Yep. I know. I like, so when I was, I was like the wisest I've ever been when I was like, I don't know, 14, 15 and 16, Mm. like fuck. I was hyper intelligent, like hyper aware and really kind of like owning my shit. And I was like a fucking weirdo. I had like a very short haircut, a lip ring. Like I didn't follow any trends. I was like a weirdo, but I was just like, and I had such like awareness. Like I was so conscious about, and not just aware, I could see so many things. And then like, yeah, like 17, 18, 19 came along and that was a fucking shit show. And then I kind of, it was like damaging that shit show. And mm-hmm. then I definitely like moved through life quite a bit more guarded and then yeah, that's a good word. when I was in yeah and then when I was in Colorado because I didn't know a fucking single soul and I had nothing but time to like be myself like I could just it's like going on a solo trip for like two years so you have like nothing but time to just be you and like that was like my my peak thus far in life like I was just like doing art I was playing music I was snowboarding I was tra- like traveling all the time I was in school but I hardly remember that because university in America but school I was at was like high school in Canada like it was just so easy but then I came back and yeah kind of got introduced to the real world right that mid-20s like oh I just go to work now and do what someone says for a a payday forever like yeah and you kind of just you know and when you get it's work right like, mm-hmm. would you say that that real world was work? You know, you have to dress a certain way at a job. You have to present yourself as an intellectual or um, you're good at, you have to be almost like perfect if you want to be considered for a raise or for a good performance review or for, you know, an advancement opportunity. Yeah. Like, I cannot believe how damaging like work was to who I was. You have to craft emails in an intellectual way. like you got to be on and fitting into this mold, like the whole time. And then I finally fucking snapped out of it, like at 26, 27, thank God. And then I, but I had to recover. Like if the last time I saw myself as my real self for two years in Colorado, and then like three years in high school, like 
I've been myself more often than I have. I have not been myself more often than I have been. So it's like a really hard, it's like hard stuff to decondition from. Like, it's like, you really got to find it and like figure it out and like break so many fucking habits. Like, it's not easy. It's very true. It's not easy. It's doable though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's doable. Yep. Yeah. There's just something about you just let yourself be vulnerable. Yep. And I think that vulnerability is actually the key to authenticity in my, I have learned that this year, like, holy shit. And now that you just said that it's like clicked in a few things that happened to me because I want to be fully me. Like I have been like begging the universe and picking through things and working on it for so long. And it's like, I, but I refuse to release control and I refuse to be vulnerable. Like good fucking luck. But fail. Oh, fail. Well, be careful what you wish for, I guess, mm-hmm. but it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. I can't wait. Yes, of course. Yeah, no, I don't know. For the most part, I feel pretty, pretty authentic all the time. Mm, good for you. But it is just that little, I can't tell though. Like, I can't tell if, like, that's just who I am. And it's just, like, I'm great for holding space for people, but I just don't really need much. Hmm. Or if it's like still a wound, like a, like an inner child wound, we're doing a lot of inner child stuff (laughs) in my ego course right now. So I don't know if it's just, it's an inner child wound that just never, like, it's just always there. And so it just feels natural. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if it's just like, it could just be, I don't need that much. Right. It's hard to say. Yeah. I I really don't know the answer to that. I sometimes have a hard time. Oh my God. One of my shadow elements. So this is like, is coming up as like, I literally will not accept the riches and abundance of life. Like as soon as things get good or easy, I will just like be like, well, life can't be good or easy. It has to be difficult, you know? So sometimes I can't tell if my problems are authentic or if I'm making them up so that I actually have a problem and it's not because I like drama, but because I will not accept what, what's the name of the goddess that I said, you pronounced it correctly. And I did not. Oh, Lakshmi. Yeah. Because she's like about abundance and ease and enlightenment. And I like refuse to allow that into my life for some unfucking be known reason. So it's like, are my problems real or am I just making them up so that I don't have to step into that? It's, you know, again, our problems are backwards. Okay. So when I, it's like my problems are a really good problem to have from an outsider perspective, but I've had lots of lives as like being powerful or famous or rich or beautiful. And then it ultimately always leads to my death or my betrayal or people using me or sabotage. And then it's like, of course, the end goal is like, well, let's do it again, but get it right this time. But I'm earning it instead of being born into it and then second of all I need to stop sabotaging it but 
it's a fucking scary place for me to go. And then for you, when I look at your past lives, you're always like manipulated and isolated and pulled away from people and like used and abused. And then now you're like, no more, I must go to my glory moment. But like, it's like, we're trying to go to the same thing, but on different paths for sure. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause when I had my reading the other day with Angel there, she was like, oh, this was like end of medieval times. So like 13 lifetimes ago or some shit. I ha- I was in this very, very rich family. And, but it was in like a smaller community, right? Mm-hmm. And I had these gifts and I really wanted to continue with them. And that's what I wanted to do for my work. Like do my intuition stuff and blah, blah, blah. And my parents were like, fuck, no rich people don't do that, blah, blah, blah. And so I never felt comfortable in my own skin. And then I ended up like just getting sick and dying and just being like done with life because I could not be who I I was meant to be just like, I was like literally shut down. So I, I had this block of this work won't get me any sort of abundance. Uh, and then it's also like, I would think of the name of your business, authentic um, or sorry, your group, the group that you're running right now, like authentic awakenings, and you're all about the authenticity. And it's like, of course, you're so passionate as a soul about it because like you weren't allowed to do that, you know, yeah, like authentic, thin, like, you know what I mean? Like crazy. Yeah. And then, so, and then it, it makes me think too about the business that I'm in too. And like how I, it's like, it's about awakenings, but like I specifically focus on manifesting and clearing the clutter out of your fucking way so you can just live your best life. And it's like, yeah, crazy how you're, and then another interesting thing is I always die in past lives, like in a, like a disaster or like, you know, a natural disaster or like a war or something. I always just come here short and sweet and die in some catechismic event and then I studied disaster and emergency management. Like that's what I, I went to school for. And it's like, oh, no, so funny. it's like, oh, look, I'm trying to save myself. from Yeah. Myself. And it's like legit. Nothing is a coincidence. Like for the love of God. Oh my God. That's so funny. So cool. What were we talking about again? <laughs> the emotional uh, distance. When, like, okay. The key you were saying, the key to emotional like depth is like that vulnerability yes the key to your authenticity and well just well it is it is vulnerability but my question for you is which is harder letting people in or letting people support you or like like you accepting them and listening to them or having them accept you and listen to you Uh, they both are hard for me. So like, do you mean if I let people in and I listen to them and so held space for them or like let them in and then they had to listen to me? Both. Okay. So I think it's easier for me. Okay. Well, it's not really letting people in though. I can listen to people all day, every day, but I will then not talk about myself. You know, like I can let people into my space. I can go into other people's spaces, but I will not let them into mine. And then like letting people support me. Oh my God, that is such a trigger. Like people, like when people buy me things or like drive me places or like have to listen, like I will feel guilty if I've complained or talked for too much. 
Like I literally like two minutes ago was like, fuck, I'm really talking a lot on this podcast. Hope Randy's not like, God, shut up, bitch. Like I literally thought that while we were recording. I would just tell you, shut up. <laughs> I know you would. And it wouldn't <laughs> hurt my feelings at all. I'd be like, oh yeah, fuck, I've really been rambling. Be like, bitch, I got some shit to say too. <laughs> oh. Like no, I love that. definitely like allowing people to support me is very uncomfortable. Interesting. And I think that's why another reason I don't, and I'll like push people away. I'm like, oh, I don't need anything. I'm good. Like, even when I think of my inner child, she's like, I'm good, bitch. And I'm like, you're not, but I don't even know how to make you aware of your trauma because I don't really want to go there. It's like, I'm not the one to help you. I suggest you go see someone else. I know. Even though you're me. Hmm. I know. I should probably deal with her, but let's just get through this goddess thing first and figure out what she wants to say to me and then it's probably going to whiplash me into my childhood traumas because they're always tangled up so god I love it so okay well no I'll ask you that after the podcast we'll get into because that's a whole other conversation and we'll deal with it after yeah and let's write it down because then we can create a whole other podcast maybe about it yeah because we've been yakking for like almost an hour about like what even have we said yeah well, it's I mean, okay. I think we've talked about just like, don't shut people out, kids, and deal with your shit so you stop doing it. That's the gist of today's podcast. Exactly. And like, I, I can attest, and I think Randy can also, you can run from vulnerability, you can run from connection, you can run from all that shit, but the more you run from it, it's like, the worse the consequences are. And then one day it slapped you in the face and you have to face it. Like running and avoidance will not help you. Like I think about your breakdown and I think about my February and I'm like, yeah, if I maybe would have dealt with this sooner, it didn't have to conspire to this level. Yeah. But I ran and I ran and I ignored and I ignored. And then I fucking had no choice, but to stare that in the face and begin to work through it. So don't run folks. It will eat you. It will, it will catch you and it will destroy you. The more you put it off, the harder it's going to be the next time you have to deal with it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, just let it in, let it in, let it in, let it in. (laughs) (laughs) The new version of let it go. Yeah. Frozen's new theme song. Don't come for me, Disney. I don't have any money. I'm not even gonna lie to you. You're not gonna get it either. Worth it. Oh, that's so funny. I love it. Don't come for me, Disney. Ah, oh, you're funny. Uh, yeah. It's all oh, good. good shit. Anyway, I think we made our point. Yeah, and shared so much. We really, I really feel like I was vulnerable. Not as vulnerable as I could be, but definitely I went there. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. I'm working on it. Things are happening. Stay tuned. Who knows where I'll be in a year. I'll be telling you all of my dirty laundry. So stay tuned. Oh yeah. 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 Woohoo. All right, kids. Maybe we'll do a Patreon telling our biggest uh, vulnerabilities. Oh my God. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Come join us over there and we'll do it. Okay. Okay. All right, kids. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.